and that is to hold the perfection of who you truly are and keep reminding you of that, that you are soul, you are divine, you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. Wake up, wake up and know who you are. Who you are is divine. Live that divinity. Love that divinity. Be that divinity. And all those things that are not of the divine in you, they do not matter. Let them go. Let them go. Let them drop away. Let them go. Do not be other than the divine that you are. Live and walk the divine at all times as best you can. And you will wake up into that. What does it say? But seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else shall be given to you. Seek. Just seek. My God, it doesn't even say I have to find it. I remember when I first read that in the Bible and I went back to it and I went, this doesn't make sense. It just says to seek it. And then I realized that that's really the truth. This is a quest. It's a wonderful walk of life. It's a wonderful journey. And the end is always present in the moment. We are already there. There's nowhere to go but be who you are right now. And yet we think we have this long quest and all these things that we have to perfect to get to the point of destiny. You are that destiny. You are there now. And there is nowhere to go. So in this walk, in this quest, realize that it's all about this moment, right here, right now. It's very interesting. We reside in the realm of space and time. Space and time. And we feel very caught up in our space and time universe. We're ever living by the clock. We're caught up by time. We're caught up by our age, by our youth, or by our age as we get older. We're caught up by time because we're ever looking to the clock. I've got to get to work. I've got to get to lunch. I've got to get back to work. I've got to get home and cook the meals. I've got to pay the bills. It's, it's minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years. We're ever living by time. And we're ever caught up by space. We're ever trying to find more space, more room. Back off. You're, you're too close. I need more space. I don't have enough space in my closet. I've either got to get rid of some stuff or I've got to get a bigger closet. So we're ever caught up in space and in time. But look at space and look at time. If you look at space and you really begin to see it from a spiritual perspective, what is there about space that you could say is going to help reveal something to you spiritually? Space is here. And time is now. Live in the here and the now. 
Don't get caught up in this timeline of past, present, and future that this illusion creates for us. But rather be in the moment. Be here and be now. And in the here and the now, God is present with us. God is present with us in this audible life stream that is ever present with us. Ever present. It's ever right here, just waiting for us to listen, to look, to see the light, to hear the sound, and to begin to relax into it so that it can lift us up. We do not have to do anything but just to relax into God's love, relax into God's hands, and let God do the rest. And God will be the one that lifts us back into the heart where we wake up into the knowing of that. And so be here and be now and let go of this timeline as best you can. Now, in your physical body, your physical body is ever going to be walking this timeline of past, present, and future because it is of the physical material world. Your imagination is going to do the same. Your emotions are going to do the same. And oh my God, your mind is definitely going to do it. It loves the timeline of past, present, and future. And it loves the freedom to be able to wander way back in the past and even wonder and dream about the past lives uh, in the past. And then it goes swinging forward into the future and it goes, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What's going to happen tomorrow? Oh my God, I, I hope I did it right. I hope everything's going to be okay. I'm planning that the future is going to be okay and so I'm not going to do too much right here in the present. And then we swing to the present and we have all these things on our plate that we have to fulfill and we begin to look at them and we get overwhelmed and so we start going back to the past again. <laughs> and as we go to the past, it's so funny because the mind swings to the future and it goes, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Does any of that sound familiar to you? That's the game I find the physical form ever doing. That's the swing of the pendulum of this creation. Back and forth from the positive to the negative. The world of polarity. Past, future. Past, future. And once in a while you just happen to cross the timeline of now and do something about it. And then off you go back again into the past or the future. So the key is, is to wake up, wake up into the spirit, to the divine, to the soul that you are and rise up out of the mind and have that higher perspective. Get the higher point of observation as God has with you. Get to that point of observation so that you can look down and begin to focus more on the here and the now. Because God is here and now with you. God isn't in the past and God isn't in the future. God is right now. And in truth, in the realms of spirit, there is no past, there is no future, there is no timeline. There is just the now. And when you wake up into the soul in the oneness, the oneness is now. The oneness doesn't have any timeline. The oneness isn't aware of past and future. The oneness is just aware of God, of soul, of spirit, of loving. And that focus in the now is loving God and receiving God's love.
That's the focus of the now. And that is ever here. Right here. So, if we can begin to move up into the higher point of observation, we can begin to move out of the creation of time and space. And we can get a different perspective. And it gives us an opportunity to choose how we want to live life differently. We don't get caught up in the here and now on that timeline. We don't go into the struggle and the stress and the worry and the concern and the fear and wonder, am I going to make it? I've got to go faster because I'm going to be late. And be ever caught up in, I don't have enough room in my closet. I've either got to throw away clothes or I'm going to have to buy a new house. And if I want to buy a new house, then I've got to get more furniture and so on and so on and so on. And so the key is, is to look past all of that and to really live here and now in spirit. The way I do it is simple. I love every moment. And I love it when I get caught up in the past, when I start looking to the past. And I do that. I have a physical form. My mind, my emotions, my body, it'll go back. I look in the mirror and I go, God, 20 years ago, <laughs> Anybody else do that? I hope you do. I don't want to be the only one in this world doing that. <laughs> so, it's just a natural tendency. So, I just bring that here and now moment of loving God, and I love that moment where I slip into the past, and I love that past moment. And that brings me present again into the present moment of the here and now with God. And so, I take God with me into my past. I take God with me into the future. And then God brings me present into the here and now because that's where God is. God isn't in the past. God isn't in the future. And if I'm going to take God into that, God goes, well, I'm over here. No, 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 no. I'm not over there. I'm over here. I'm not in the past. I'm not in the future. I'm right now. Be with me right now. There are times in the night when I have woken up in the past and I will just be overwhelmed with concern and worry about something in the future. Just overwhelmed with it. And I would lay there and I would toss and I would turn and I would struggle and I'd get more caught up in fear and I'd be more caught up in worry. Remember, my mother was a master teacher of worry. So, I got the best teachings on how to worry. And I would lay there, and I'd be worrying, and then I'd worry, am I worrying enough? Because if I don't worry enough, it's not going to work out right. So I better worry a little bit more. So that meant at least another half hour before I'd be able to turn over and go to sleep if I was lucky. So what I found was it's better to get up out of bed than laying there in the worry get up out of bed and go and sit in another room and meditate. And just go inside, bring it up to God in the here and now, and say, God, this is all yours. I don't want this. I don't know what to do with this. I can't solve this. You know, and as I do that, I find several things will happen. One is that everything that got me worrying in the first place, that got me fearful, that got me concerned, that woke me up, it begins to shake. 
No, 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 Jim, you can't do this. We've got to worry. We've got to be fearful right now. What are you doing? Stop it. Pay attention to us. And if I'm not careful, that shaking will get so vigorous that it'll just get me caught up in it and I'll go right back into the worry. I'll go back into the fear. I'll go back into the past or the future of whatever that is that's running. And so I've got to sit there through that vigorous shaking trying to keep me caught up in the energy of disturbance until finally it begins to quiet down. Till finally I begin to come present in the moment once again. And I am in the here and now with God. And everything just gets quiet. And all of a sudden the loving begins to bubble up. And the loving comes into the moment. And then I'm in the loving. And then all of a sudden I go, oh, that's right. I'm soul. I love you, Lord. I love you. I'm sorry I forgot. <laughs> but it's when that loving will bubble up that I realize that that's what it's all about. And all I need to do is love God and give my love with God and let God love me back. And then whatever that was, whatever that disturbance was, whatever the shaking was, just drops away. It goes back to the creation from which it came. And back to the creator from which it came. My body, my emotions, or my mind. And my mind really doesn't like it when it happens. My emotions is fine. My emotions just calm down, settle down. But my mind, it gets disturbed. It wants to win. It's in a battle. It's on the horse. It's in its knight's armor. And it's got the lance drawn and ready. And I'm supposed to be fighting with it on the field of battle. It wants to joust. It wants to have that fight. Because that's what the mind loves to do. And when that comes up and the loving begins to rise up and overtake the mind and lift me above it, I hear the mind get so disturbed. And then it starts calling out, well, I didn't really mean it. Why don't you come back and let's talk about this? And I just keep doing the loving until it even comes quiet. I find that the body will come quiet if that's where the disturbance is first and easiest. The emotions will come quiet pretty easy. The mind, it can take some time for me. Not for you maybe. Maybe the mind is cinch, easy. I don't know. But for me, my mind will just bicker and everything else it can to try to keep me going, to try to keep me caught up. And then when I do rise above it and I do get above all this disturbance, then it goes, oh, friend, I didn't mean that. I, you know, forgive me. Come on back. Let's talk, you know. And I've fallen for the trap. I mean, I literally have. And I go back down and I go, well, okay, but let's see if we can do this a little differently. And then it goes, gotcha. And it grabs hold and it starts pulling you back down. Or pulls me back down, I should say. So the key is to first and foremost, if you find yourself in a state of disturbance or worry or caught up in the past or the present, or the future rather, then get up and go do something different. 
I will literally get up out of the chair I'm in where the disturbance is. I'll leave the room where the disturbance is. I'll get out of the bed and go somewhere else and sit down and begin to call on the Lord, begin to do my meditation, begin to center myself above all of the lower creations and bring myself back into the present, back into the here and now with God. And then, as soon as that happens, I realize that the audible life stream, the grace of God, is just right there, right here, right now. And all I have to do is be in that, live in that, love in that. And if I will do that more and more each day, and more and more each moment of each day, I do become a living meditation. Because that's what meditation is, isn't it? You sit down, and some days you close your eyes, and you go to the seat of the soul, and you just kind of stay there. It's kind of nice. The Lord is with me. Oh my God, I love this. It's peaceful. It's quiet. I see the purple. I see the white. I see the light. I hear the sound. I begin to rise up. Or the light floods in. The sound moves in and begins to vibrate within my body. And I feel peace. And I feel oneness. And I feel harmony. And I am loving. And I am forgiving. And then there's those other days where I close my eyes and I go up here and I begin to chant the name of God. And three seconds later, I'm somewhere else. I'm somewhere else in my body, in my mind, in my emotions. And God is nowhere to be seen. And I love it all. I let it be okay. So invite God into those places when you wander away from that point of focused meditation where you're loving God. Invite God into those places. Take the loving there and transform them so that everywhere you go, inside in your meditation, God is. And therefore, you are in meditation. Then do the same with your eyes open and take God everywhere you go. Invite God into everything you do, everything you say, everywhere you go. And you will be in meditation with your eyes open wherever you go. You become a living prayer. You become a living meditation. And then you find that the statement is very true. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else shall be given to you. It doesn't say you have to find it. It's just seek it. Sit down every day, close your eyes, and seek heaven. Seek God. Seek soul. Seek the light. Seek the sound. And in that search, you will begin to find all that you want in your life. Seek and you shall find. So, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Put God first, meditate first, and then do your day. And you'll find your day to be a different day. I find when I don't meditate now, my day isn't the same. I find I'm more stressed. I'm more irritable. I feel the pressure of the world. My mind's ever bickering with me. When are we going to get this done? Well, you've got this, all this to do. You didn't do this yesterday. Let's get this done too. 
and I get overwhelmed. And then somewhere, if I'm lucky in that day, I'll realize that I didn't meditate. And that's why my day is so much a part of this world. It's on the timeline of time and space and caught up in all the elements of polarities, positive and negative. And I'm just swinging back and forth. And if I'm smart and, and I pay attention, I'll end it all and I'll go and I'll sit and meditate. I'll meditate maybe for just a few minutes, maybe for an hour. And if I'm fortunate and smart enough, I'll do too. Because then I really center myself once again back into the, to that living meditation, back into the living loving, back into being the truth of who I am. And that's what I want to do, and that's what I'm here to do. I am to stay focused in that, who I am. Who I am is God, the divine spark. Who I am is you, because we are one. And it's for me now to ever stay focused on that and that only. To see your perfection. To see your glory. And to see you already awake and alive and living the truth of the spirit of the divine loving that you are. So that you can wake up and know that for yourself. This Spirit of the Lord is stirring inside of you. It's calling you. And you feel it. And no matter what you do, you can't avoid it. You can't run away from it. And you can't shut the door that's opening in front of you. God is opening a door. And it's for you to walk through it and enter into that next room. I go and prepare a place for you in a place of many mansions. And one day you too will come to that place I prepare. A spiritual teacher who is a spiritual master who is working with you through the path of sound and light is ever in that other place of spirit. Ever preparing the table for you to come and feast with the Lord. Ever ready and waiting for you there. It's for you to come and participate in the feast. It's for you to come and participate at the table of the Lord. The Lord is ever preparing the table. Is ever waiting for you to come and feast. But we tend to look away from that and look back into the world and the food of the world whether it be the food of the mind the food of the emotions or the food of the body but God is patient and he is ever there at the table waiting for you to come so that the two of you together can become one in the glory and partake of the food of life which is loving So, in your meditation, if you close your eyes and it's totally dark and black, let that be okay. Be in the darkness. Be in the stillness. Be in the quiet. Because in all of that, 
is the light. The light is present with you now. The sound is present with you now. But your consciousness is looking elsewhere. It is looking down and out into the darkness. And it's just going to take time for you to finally look up and to begin to train yourself to see in the realms of spirit. And there will be that day where you will see a spark, where you will hear a sound, and you will know that you've begun a new journey, a journey back into the heart of God from which you came, a journey that you've already completed, but you just don't know it yet. That spark is the beginning of the door opening. The door is opening. You're seeing the light come through the crack in the door. So God has already started to open that door. And that's why this stirring is taking place inside of you. That's why this longing is present in you. That is why no matter what you do, you can't go back. You can't go back into the world. You can't go back and do the old things you used to do. It's too painful. It's too hard. It's too icky. It's too, I don't want to do that anymore. Well, it is. It is for me, and I know it is for you, because that's how this is. Once you see that light coming in, and you have or you wouldn't be here, you can't go back into the darkness. You're going to ever go and look to see that door open more, for more light to come in, to hear the greater sound. So look for that light and listen for that sound. One of the first sounds that you may hear is a bell toll. Just a bell ringing, 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 ringing. That's your soul calling for you. That's the bell of your own soul, the song of your own soul ringing its call to you. Come home, come home, come home, come home, come back, come back. And it's for you to listen to that and to follow that. If we turned all the lights off and this room was pitch black and I went to another part of the room and I didn't say a thing, you wouldn't know where I was in the room. It'd be very hard to find me. But if I were to say a word, you'd go, oh, you're over there or you're back there because you would have heard the sound. But if I didn't say anything else, you may have to still kind of feel your way around a little bit in that direction until you found me. But if I kept saying something, you could find me pretty directly and get right back to where I am. Or if I held up a candle for a moment and lit it, and then blew it out, you'd go, oh, I saw that light, it's over there somewhere. You'd begin again to wander through trying to find where I am over there where you saw that light. But if I lit the candle and just held it up, you'd be able to go right to it because you'd see and follow the light. That's what this is about. You're following the light and you're following that sound 
back to your original source of being. Because that's where that light and that's where that sound comes from. The audible life stream comes straight out of the heart of God. Straight out of the spoken word from God. God's love in action. And all we have to do is follow that light and follow that sound and go directly back to God. There's no wandering. There's no wondering. It's in that sound. It's in that light. I'll just follow it. And that's why it's a straight and narrow path. It's a straight and narrow path because you're following that point of light. You're following that sound back to where it's from. And you're returning yourself to your source by doing just that. And it's just that simple. And it's just that hard. It's hard because it's so simple. It's too simple. The mind says, no, no, it's got to be harder than that. You know, we're not perfect yet. We've got to get perfect. We've got to meditate. We've got to sit on blocks of ice and freeze our butts off and melt the ice. And, you know, well, there's people that are doing that. They think that that's how they're going to become spiritual masters and finally join into the union with God is by doing just that. I went to, not Tibet, but I went to Dharamsala and I watched Tibetans do this. Conquering the body. Mastering the body. Because in mastering the body, then they were becoming spiritually perfect. Mm -mm. They were becoming physically perfect in one level of perfection of the physical. Not even physically perfect. Because they didn't stop the aging. They were getting older. They were dying. So they didn't really perfect anything other than they could sit on a cold block of ice <laughs> until it melted. So pay attention to what it is you're doing in your life. It doesn't have to be that hard. You don't have to sit on ice. You don't have to lay on a bed of nails. You don't have to hypnotize a cobra. You just want to sit down and be with God. It's just that simple. I remember Tom and I went to India years ago and I remember watching somebody doing just that with a cobra, hypnotizing it. And that this was a way of showing themselves as having spiritual mastery. No, not really. Not really. They've just learned how to work with a snake in such a way as to harmonize with it energetically and they become more one at that level and respond to each other rather than react to each other. So don't look to the outside for your answers. Look to the inside. Look to the spirit. Look to the divine that you are and trust in that and only that. That's where all solution and answer is. It's not in Brian, it's not in me, it's not in your wife, it's not in your husband, it's not in your lover, it's not in your best friend, it's not in your children. Oh my God. And your children know it's not in you. <laughs> I hope they told you that by now. <laughs> if you don't believe me, I think we have Chase here and I think we have Nicholas. They can tell you. <laughs> so... I just invite you to begin to live more the spirit that you know you are, that I know you are. 
who you are is divine. So be that. Even if you don't believe it, be it. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to know it. Just be it. Be divine in a moment. Just say, in this moment, I'm going to be divine. And be still for a minute and see what happens. And in that moment, it'll be quiet. It'll be peaceful. In that moment, you will feel the movement of loving. And then the world will rush back in on it and go, oh no, you're not doing that. No, you're not. No, you're not going to go there. But for a moment, you will have experienced divinity in you, in your life, in a moment, right now, right here. And the more you do that, the more you will become the living love that you are, the living, loving essence of the Lord. So why not just go throughout the day going, I am divine, I am divine, I am divine, I am God, I am God, I am loving, I am loving, I am joyful, I am peaceful. Why not do that all the day? Well, but Jim, you don't understand. I've got to be judging myself. I've got to be belittling myself. Everybody else is. I've got to join in. I've got to make them right. Well, if that works for you, I would invite you to do it that way then. I found that that didn't work for me. So I began very early on creating affirmations for myself. I am surrounded by the pure white light of the Christ. Nothing but good can come to me. Nothing but good can go from me. And for this I give thanks. I am the living, loving essence of the Lord. That is who I am. I am the living, loving essence of the Lord. That is who I am. I am the living, loving essence of the Lord. I am, I am, I am the living, loving essence of the Lord. And I would just say that on my bus ride to and from school. And I would sit there and I would look out the window while everybody else is talking and playing. That was my conversation. That's what I did. So that I could live in that. Because I didn't like all that I saw and felt and had to be involved with with my friends and with their families and with all that was going on in the world. It just wasn't who I am. And it isn't what I want to get caught up in. I am the divine living, loving essence of the Lord and I am going to stay that way. And I am not going to let anything or anyone separate me from that. I am not. I'm not even going to let myself do it. So, find a way to bring the divine into every moment of your life. Breathe in and breathe out the Lord. You know, when I go to the grocery store and I reach out for the cart to take and go shopping, as I do it, I bless the person who handled the cart before me and I ask that light and love go to them and, and handle all the situations that they carry with them and to lift anything that they might have left with a cart. And I bless the cart as I go along, and I just ask the divine to be present with me as I shop for food, and that anything that goes in this cart be filled with delight and with loving and with health, and that the divinity in it come forward. And it's amazing what happens. It's just amazing. I've actually had people come up 
I actually had two people one time in a parking lot when I went over to put the cart up, and two people came up. Now, there's carts way up in the, in the store. I mean, you don't have to grab the cart out here to take it up. These two people almost fought over the cart. <laughs> now, why? Were they afraid there were no carts in the store? I don't think so. It's because somehow there was something inside of them that wanted whatever was there that I was leaving with that cart, the blessing, for whoever picked it up next. And I watched that and I thought, now that's the divine trying to find itself. And they are sensitive enough to know that and to respond to it. And I thought it was very interesting to watch. And when this woman finally got it from this man, and she walked away, she looked back and she went, <laughs> to me, she did that. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's victory. <laughs> she was victorious and she was celebrating that victorious moment. She won. Celebrate all your winnings. Celebrate winning in everything you do. Celebrate life. Celebrate every moment. You know, I find that celebrating birthdays is a wonderful thing to do because it's a way to remember our birth. It's a celebration of our birth, of our physical birth. Well, I celebrate something greater than my physical birth every day when I sit down to meditate. I am celebrating my spiritual birth. To be born again in the Spirit, to celebrate that birth every day, and to wake up into that that I am from that birth point, and to live the spiritual being that I am, that's a celebration every day of my birthday. That's my birthday. This day, here and now, in my meditation, in this moment, I celebrate that birth. Because... You are to be born again in the Spirit. To be born again in the Spirit is a way to get back home. If you are only awake here, born here, you live as the dead. You walk as the dead in the world of the dead and the illusion. It's so interesting how even the spiritual teachers that are just serving from the causal region, the masters of the hierarchy, talk to the, about those down below them as the dead. And we've got to revive them. We've got to resurrect them. Well, that's what we're here to do, is to help you resurrect yourself. And that spiritual birth is initiation. The moment you receive initiation and the names of God are anchored in your consciousness, you are born anew. You are born in spirit. And you the child of God begin to awaken and come present. That's something to celebrate. So sit down in your meditation and celebrate your spirit. Celebrate your awakening. Celebrate your birth by giving love to God and receiving God's love. That's what meditation is. When you chant the name of God, when you chant the hue or the anti-hue, let that be your statement. I love you, Lord. I love you, I love you, I love you. And then stop and listen for a minute 
give God a chance to say, I love you. And in that, you will discover the truth of who you are. Who you are is divine. Who you are is light, is sound, is loving, is joyful, is peace. Who you are is a divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. Move. And that's who you are. So, oh, well, thank you. That was great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> it's fun living with Brian. I don't know if it's fun living with me, but it's fun living with Brian. <laughs> I don't have to live with me. I have to live with him. So <laughs> I am me. I don't live with me. <laughs> so is it fun living with me? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. I know that. Our life is very different only because we always are putting God first. And I find that that makes our lives individually and our relationship together very rich and very profound. And it supports us in doing the work we're doing to support you. And I'd like to share with you a little bit about this past weekend, for those of you that didn't get a chance to attend, the meditation retreat. It was truly a, an experience of the divine. We called it experiencing the divine, and it truly was. For me, I think for Brian, I, I know for Brian, and I know for most everybody, if not everybody that attended, it was a wonderful moment in time and space where we gathered together and God existed with us in every moment, every breath. And in that moment, we began to sense the movement of spirit in a way that we might not have ever experienced it before. I know for me, it was wonderful to come together in fellowship, in friendship, in loving with God, in loving with each other, and to just speak and share and do God. We meditated. We did a uh, closed-eye meditation during the morning. We did open-eye meditation in the evening. And it was wonderful. And if we do this again next year, we would invite all of you to look inside and see if it's time for you to attend, to please do so. It is uh, quite a remarkable experience. Um, I don't know if any of you would like to share about your weekend experience for those of you that went. If you would, 
hold up your hand and we'll get somebody to bring a mic just so you can maybe share your perspective on things. Oh, Chase is holding up his hand. <laughs> Chase will bring the mic. He's our mic runner. And I'm not, I don't want to put anybody on the spot or make you feel like you need to or should, but if you would like to, that's fine. And if not, we'll just get Brian to do it. <laughs> You want to go back to Doug over there? What I found this weekend uh, is very, is richly rewarding. And one of the ways was I, I just felt like we lifted to a different dimension, just a, a whole other strata. And being out there, it was, it was, it was great. <laughs> That's about all I can say. It's great being there. And I learned a lot about others' neutrality, and uh, I tend to snore. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there for that. <laughs> yeah. I had to experience that, my poor little bruised legs. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it truly was just a wonderful retreat, uh, a lot of wonderful people, a wonderful sight. Uh, I'd love to bottle that water and, and you know take it all home with me. That water, it just there was natural spring water and it was good. It was just real good tasting. It was just real sweet and just the food was catered. Uh, of course, next time we'll have a waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I already made the agreement, so you can't back out of it. So and uh, anyway, it, it was just truly wonderful. The whole thing could have couldn't ask for anything better. Truly great. The retreat site was truly a, a very nice place. Randy and Diana uh, found it, and brought it forward, and really it was the two of them together bringing it about. Uh, the way I've always worked is if you want me to come and talk, you want me to come and do a class, then you've got to invite me, you've got to put it all together, and then I'll show up. I'll give you some ideas or direction or I'll assist how I can. But especially out of town, I've always done it that way. And so uh, when they came, and, and the Spirit's always said, if somebody invites you, you have to say yes. You can't say no. And uh, that's been a challenge sometimes. You so, don't have to. <laughs> so when Randy and, and uh, Diana invited us to do this and said that they would really do the work, um, we said yes. We said, okay, let's step forward and let's look at this. And they did the work, they brought it into manifestation, and they did an excellent job of, of pulling it all together. And then with Laura's help and Jaden's help, it all came together very, very nicely, and it was a wonderful weekend. And truly, the food was excellent. It was catered uh, by this lady by the name of Brianna, and uh, we ate very, very well. And uh, I, I don't think anybody walked away from any meal hungry. Uh, I can say that for sure because most all the food was gone. <laughs> I just wanted to say the reason I just said you don't have to is because truly when we're asked, it's really when it comes from spirit, it's more the have to. When it's the ego, it's not the have to. And so that's one thing we always look to because we always get a lot of requests, but we don't always say yes you know, for different things. And so we always look to honor that spirit 
power that comes forward. And one of the nice things for me with this retreat was that it was the first retreat that Jim and I have done um, together. I'm not sure, maybe before I came on board with ILM, you guys may have done retreats on meditation, but this retreat was specifically really all about meditation. And, you know, that's really the core of everything we're doing now in this whole shift using, you know, more towards focusing on spirit in a much more direct way than what we might have done in the past. And so this was really nice to kind of start a, a longer retreat rather than a one-day workshop that Jim and I have done in the past, really more focused directly on spirit through the meditative practice. Because before we've done different workshops, you know, with spirit, but usually for handling different things like our working with spirit and relationships workshop. So it's been about spirit and towards that but also help to deal with certain things in the world as well, which is always useful. And, you know, things like that will still be available in ILM. Those aren't necessarily going to go away. It's just that now we're placing more of a focus in our time and energy into things like this retreat because they're specifically dealing with now the core of what really ILM is, and that is that direct path to God through the meditation practice. And so that's what we did this weekend, and I think to me, in a way that was like a wonderful big door opener in us doing that, just as you, even as a statement in ILM, you know, through our actions, things take place. So really, as we put forth our actions through workshops or meditations, such as what we did this weekend, that it really does open a greater door to allow spirit a greater opportunity to really work with us in this direct path in the soul liberation. And so those of you that were there may have experienced that greater movement. I had people comment on me like, this was different. Something new or wonderful is taking place. Well, if you were one of those people, it's true because that is taking place. And that's why we're talking more and more about now this direct path to sound and light and about initiation because that's really what we're about now. And it takes time for things to really transition in this land of reflection, but it's really happening now. So, you know, we just really love that and appreciate that. And it's wonderful to see each one of you, how you all respond and how things are just moving in such a wonderful, graceful, simple way in all this. And it's just been such a joy. And I really feel like this is really just the beginning. Even though we've been around for a while doing spirit, it's just the beginning in this new way, if you will, of doing spirit in a greater, more direct way than what we've even done before. So I thank everybody for coming, as well as all these Tuesday nights. And it'll be fun to see how this continues to expand into greater depth inwardly and to see what that looks like out here in this world as well. That's always, a, to me, the joy of the adventure of living my life every day here is first and foremost always that inner journey, but then also the joy of seeing how that unfolds here physically as well. I like being with people. I love groups like this. So I enjoy Tuesday nights, I enjoy retreats, I enjoy workshops, because it's just, to me, when we all get together with that focus on God and that love that comes present, it's just so tremendous. And that's why I just like being in that as much as I can. So thank you all very much for coming, and uh, we'll see you all next Tuesday. <laughs>